Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ruler Magazine Tech Podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari. Usually I'm joining you from my garage in Colorado, but today I am not. Today I am on the road, and I am happy to be here, actually, because today I, I just got done with the tour of the facility I am in, and it's, it's overwhelming. It is quite a cool place. I am in uh, Ogden, Utah, at uh, Envy Composites uh, headquarters and manufacturing facility, just got to the, the tour of the whole place, and now because I'm a spoiled, spoiled tech editor guy, uh, now I am talking to Kevin Nelson, who is the chief engineer here at Envy Composites. Kevin, hi. Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's you know, it's it's so rare that I actually have my podcast guest right across the table from me. Usually, it's virtually these days, but it's nice to see you in person. Nice to see you. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting down with me. So. Kevin, the reason I'm talking to you, of course, is uh, Envy recently launched the Melee, which is uh, its second road bike, basically. Uh, and the first was the Custom Road, which we're going to talk about. Uh, and the Melee, it looks beautiful. It's, it's a cool bike. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about what it is, why it is, and how the Custom Road uh, touched that off and, and led to the development of the Melee. But first, uh, I think we need to start with a little rewind, because I actually have a human person in front of me for a change. <laughs> Let's talk about that human person. Um, tell me about, just really briefly, your history at Envy, how you landed here, where you were before, uh, and what you've been doing since. Um, okay, so I've been in the bike industry since 1997. Mm -hmm. um, I worked for GT um, in, in Santa Ana, and then um, when they closed the doors on me, uh, I went up to specialize for a while, and then um, after a bit, I, I was at Reynolds, uh, where I met uh, Jason, or the guy who ended up founding uh, Envy. And um, so I've been kind of part of Envy since the beginnings. Mm -hmm. um, and since then, kind of worked on sort of everything that we've, we've been doing um, on, in one, one form or another. Mm -hmm initially doing design work for um, frame parts for other other companies uh, forks handlebars stems that kind of thing but uh, since then kind of branched out into into the wheel stuff and then and then the frame stuff which kind of goes back to my sort of origins in in the bike industry anyway so so as as sort of the mastermind of many products in the bike world can you can you share with us some products that the audience might know about that you've worked on 
Um, yeah, so I mean, at, at GTE, I um, was working on pretty much anything that didn't have um, a rear suspension on it there for a while. Um, I did a lot. I did the road bike line um, while I was there, and a lot of BMX bikes. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to specialized, um, I was an engineer. I was the engineer on um, the first version of the tarmac, uh, the first Roubaix, and the um, I the first women's line was kind of my my um, my baby, um, and then some of the components and stuff there. Um, and then, yeah, since then kind of wanted to get back to, um, company that was doing companies that were doing more domestic manufacturing and, um, really felt like, um, I feel like when you do, uh, manufacturing overseas, you know, like the, the relationship with your factory becomes really critical to your ability to, to achieve your, your design goals. And um, the best way to do that is just to like circumvent that and have your have your manufacturing, you know, right here, right here, yeah. which is which is really what Envy is all about yeah. is like just um, kind of cutting out the cutting out the middleman and really designing the finished product and then, mm -hmm. you know, and then figuring out how to make it yeah. as an engineer, as a designer, as a guy with ADHD like uh, that's a, that's a lot more satisfying to be able to you know like really really yeah. get to understand all that stuff mm -hmm. firsthand you know I mean uh, yeah so you know we're for those of you who are listening you can't see where we're sitting but we're in an office but right out the window behind uh, Kevin is the the facility uh, floor where the wheels the rims are hanging before they get built into wheels and you know that's this is where the carbon gets cut it's all right here um, and earlier, Jake Pantone uh, gave me the walkthrough here, and he walked me through a couple rooms where they're making the frames, uh, the custom, the custom road frames. Yeah. And tell me, so th that seems to be where the story starts. Uh, before we can talk about the melee, we have to talk about the custom road. How did the custom road come about? What went into the design of it, uh, yeah. and how did that lead into the melee? Yeah. So um, I mean, it's really a um, the custom road is really near and dear to my heart it's a it's really a kind of a full circle um thing for me um going you know back to my days at gt and even kind of before that um draw you know designing bikes we made you know because we were manufacturing at gt you know we manufactured custom bikes for almost all of our um athletes at the time so i was you know helping i'm not a i'm not a welder but um helping people build build bikes for the the tour team helping build bikes for um you know jamie bestwick and allison dunlop and you know like a lot of different disciplines but like really getting hands-on with it and that was something that you know was definitely part of our dna here but the but bikes frames um was something that you know we talked about a lot at the beginning but really tried to kind of keep keep the blinders on and stay focused on building the brand and really becoming good uh, manufacturers um, of our primary product first um, and you know if we ever got back to frames then then great um, the um, it becomes even even deeper for me because you know at the time of the origin of envy um, 
I was working at Reynolds. We didn't have have frames, so I, you know, was having, you know, a, I had a builder there make um, make a bike for me, and my my son was born about that same time, and so um, over the first several years of Envy, um, I had um, a few people kind of encourage me to um, try to build build some carbon custom carbon bikes too. Um, and so I built a handful of bikes and branded them with my, with my son's name, uh, Simon. And so there's, you know, kind of, I think 17 of those out there okay. somewhere. There's a couple of them rattling around the building. Um, super exclusive club, right? There. Super <laughs> exclusive club right there. Yeah. yeah. Like Jake Scott got, I think his is around somewhere, but, yeah. um, but that was kind of like, you know, it's just sort of a glimpse into like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe we could, maybe we could do this one day. Um, and, um, so then it just seemed like, uh, the time, the time was becoming right to, to try to take that on. And, um, so we, we started working on the, um, the design and development of the custom road. And I had lots of ideas for how we how we could um, assemble the parts and take advantage of our manufacturing um, processes that we had, and um, and then built on that and really created some really new manufacturing processes um, to just take it take it a step further because we knew we couldn't you know it was, it was well and good to make a make a custom made bike but to make a you know, a custom-made bike that could compete um, aerodynamically um, with with some of the some of the top top products out there mm -hmm. was really the goal. Really, kind of like leave no stone unturned and make sure that like customization and fit was part of the aerodynamic story because I, I feel like that's a that's kind of a hole. Yeah. Um, and you see you see some of the like World Tour teams trying to trying to navigate that with you know three D printing and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but that's not accessible to a common, you know, to like a real people. Right. <laughs> so like, um, so I really wanted to, to make something that we could actually manufacture. And I know Jake was really motivated to kind of like, just cut through everything straight to the customer, make them the perfect bike, yeah. deliver it to them, you know, and kind of like, try to imagine what could be possible. Mm -hmm. So this is this is a product for somebody who is meticulous about the fit, the feel, the the function of their bike. It's I mean, I would argue that it's a it's a product for anybody who really loves loves riding bikes. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of great bikes out there. Um, there's a lot of, you know, expensive bikes out there. And people are willing willing to pay for it because they, they love what they're doing. They're spending a lot of time, and that's always been part of our part of our story. That's something that we talked about at the very beginning. Was that um, yes, the price tag is high, um, but you spend so much time when you divide it out. It's like it's it's not expensive mm -hmm. to it's a lot of money. per ride, but <laughs> but per ride and the time that you put into it and yeah. what it means to your life, mm -hmm. it's worth it's worth the investment. And so the custom road is really a reflection of that and saying, you know, saying like, you know, you're, you're, you're getting this bike and we want you to, we want to build a bike that is capable of doing and tuned to what you want to do with it and then keep it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, 
it's it's right for you. Yeah. It'll be right for you, you know, several years from now too. So, so with that customization, I mean, what I saw was was different parts that then mm -hmm. get cut right to the specific length based on a rider's geometry, right, and then assembled, right. Uh, that's a different process than throwing it in a mold and making a monocoque, right, uh, bike. Why why that difference? Why go with this, the individual parts, and how does that affect the overall ride quality? So. First and foremost, we wanted to make, I mean, we wanted to make um, custom geometry. There's so much of what we were seeing, we've been seeing since the beginnings of the AR line that led us to the AR line was like this, this evolution of road, of road riding, you know, bigger tires, more diverse road um, surfaces, um, just more exploration. Um, and that's something that we've really embraced. That's something that we really, we really love. Uh, but there's lots of different interpretations of that. And then, you know, the, how you fit on the bike too, like seeing, seeing people hot, you know, really high performance riders, you know, lots of spacers, lots of seat posts, you know, lots of offset, you know, just wanting to like cut all that out and say like okay we're going to make you this bike like you're you're spending all this money you're spending all this time you're clearly this is a this is a lifestyle for you so like let's tailor the bike specifically to you so we have you know five different fork rakes so that we can adjust the um so that we can maintain your your um, front center dimension where the front wheel is relative to you and then maintain the steering, the steering um, design that that we want. Let you choose your stem length and tailor all of that. Mm -hmm. Tailor your seat angle to it so your your saddle is just centered on the rails, and everything just looks nice. It's in the right place, and um, if all of those things come together, you're you're gonna have you're gonna have a bike that's gonna work uh, mm -hmm. well. So we developed this this whole spreadsheet that goes through we take your fit numbers we have several interviews with the customer and we fine-tune exactly where you want the hard points yeah and then we have this whole this whole um, algorithm for lack of a better word to to basically design the bike around those and say like here's the here's the best way to fit those points mm -hmm. Um, so that it's not you trying to figure out how to yeah. adjust what you purchased to get you in the yeah. position that you want. Let's start with you, and then let's build the bike the other way. Yeah, yeah. And that's the custom road. And I think that that's, um, I think that that's the uh, that that that's an an, an important an important part of uh, you know getting getting the bike right. As we as we we're starting, you know, the custom road, and we're building that, and we're develop, we're getting this sort of database of like, here's what people are, here's where people are actually fitting. Then we can take that and learn from it, and you know, and that definitely informs what we're able to do for uh, the melee. Right. Um, yeah. And, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the melee in just a minute and how all of this 
you said it before you even hit record was you can't talk about the melee without talking about the yeah. custom road and we're doing a podcast now about the melee but we mostly talk about the <laughs> custom road uh, which i guess should be too surprising but we're, when we come back we're going to take a quick break here but when we come back we're going to talk about the melee and how that was born from the custom road we'll be right back Hello, I've just popped on to say if you're enjoying this Ruler Tech podcast, you can also check out the Ruler Conversations podcast with me, Ian Parkinson, every other week. More importantly, go and subscribe to the magazine for the best in independent cycling journalism, columns from Orla Shenoy and Ned Bolting, brilliant photographs and innovative design. Go to ruler.cc to take out a subscription now. Back to Dan. We are back with the Ruler Magazine Tech Podcast. I am still your host, Dan Cavallari, and I am still here at NV headquarters in Ogden, Utah, and I'm still chatting in person with a live human being <laughs> with Kevin Nelson, uh, the chief engineer here at NV. And we talked a lot about the, uh, the, the custom road and how that informed a lot of the decision-making for the Melee. Let's talk about the Melee. What is it, and how does it differ from the custom road? Why is this an important uh, bike for NV? So the melee um, is kind of the the a version of the custom road that not a version of the custom road, but it's a it's a race oriented um, version of the custom road. So the custom road can be built and configured into kind of an endurance endurance bike uh, to a full on race bike, um, but the melee. Is, is basically just the race bike. It still has all the tire clearance. You can still fit a 35 millimeter tire in there with plenty of clearance. You can, you, you know, you can do, you can adapt it quite a bit, but it's tuned toward racing. And so the stiffness is tuned toward, toward racing. Um, the geometry is tuned toward, toward that side. Um, of it, of everything, and it's basically that's in, that interpretation of, of the custom road, and because it's not being custom built um, in the same way that the that the custom road is, we um, we have a seat post design instead of the seat mass design, which was um, built around comfort, and and we're able to do that because we're having that conversation and building mm-hmm. it specifically with the rider. Um, so the melee, we're trying to take our philosophy from the custom road and bring it to um, bring it to this bike that you can purchase and then try and and then and then kind of get your fit out of and we're hoping that we can do that in a, a better way than is being done currently. Mm-hmm. The way that we're doing that is we're offering um, different seat post offsets. We're we're taking your you were still taking your fit numbers and we're telling you we have another spreadsheet that kind of like will <laughs> run you through and you can go on our website and like run through and it'll tell you, okay, yeah, you should run a zero offset. You should run it in this length. You should have, you know, this stem with this many spacers in order to get your, your fit numbers. And if you do that, you can, you can build it with this size of bike or this size of bike and tell you exactly how to navigate that. Um, and so you can kind of cut out some of the experimentation mm-hmm. that you may, may have to do um, purchasing a bike and then sort of yeah. that, that whole like transactional thing too where you're like, oh, do you have the right size yeah. stem? And we're trying to like kind of cut all of that out so that you're, you're getting that finished product um, quicker and easier. Win one fell swoop. Kind yeah, of. and trying to get that sort of custom experience yeah. with, a little, uh, with a little bit 
um, without having to, you know, kind of yeah. funnel through, you know, me yeah. and a few other guys. Are, so, so you engineer types, you guys like spreadsheets the way I like apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the data from the custom road and how that informed the design, uh, size specific, I guess. Uh, well, you can tell me, right? If it's size specific, uh, how did that data inform the geometry and and the the overall uh, layup, the build of the the melee? Yeah. So we um, we took what we knew from the from the custom road, and we've we've got you know all of the hard points for for all of the people that we have built bikes for on the for the custom road. And we can kind of plot those out and sort of take those and fit them to the melee and say, okay, like, do, does this seem right, or are we leaving some of these some of these people out? And so that was one of the things that we did. Um, looking at it, I think um, primarily we wanted to make sure we had a broad enough size range to where we could to where we could accomplish that. And then going back and looking at it and validating it, you know, um, also knowing that we don't want to have something too too complicated you know where it's it's like yeah there's 20 sizes but you know it's just too much for a dealer to be mm -hmm. able to yeah to to stock and for people to be able to process mm -hmm. so trying to like simplify all that too um we we took uh our wind tunnel experience with the custom road and we just continue to ev evolve that um so by the time we were designing the melee, we were already like, anytime you launch something as an engineer, the hardest part is launching it knowing that you've still got 10 ideas that you're leaving on the table. <laughs> and being able to like, I think that's something that, you know, I've been able to learn over the years is like, no, that's actually a good thing. You know, when you're, when you're like completely empty the tank, um, you know, you just have, you, you have nowhere to go there yeah. for, for a while. And like, you know, ultimately you got to get it, get it yeah, out there. Yeah. So like we were able to pretty rapidly take those like five, 10 ideas and say, okay, like let's, let's, you know, evolve it a little bit more and, and get a little bit more um, aerodynamic performance out of it and validate that. Um, so the other thing with the melee is we, we made, um, the custom road has a one piece bar stem mm -hmm. system that we build in, in um, kind of five millimeter increments on right. the, on the stem and, you know, and all of that. We didn't, we, that's not going to be feasible for, for a bike that's going to be sold on the, on a shop floor. So, um, we made uh, two piece versions of those, um, so that we could we could fit everybody, but try to get as much performance as, as we could out of out of the two piece system, and so that's that's a part of the, part of that too. Um, but yeah, so so you know, it seems to me like <laughs> you've got two very uh, two babies that you have a lot of time and, and, and emotion invested in. Are these four different customers, and if they are, who are they? Who? How do you break it down as a consumer and say? Well, do I want to get the custom road or do I want to get the melee? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think that the the custom road is still going to be, um, you know, they they have very different ride characteristics. I mean, the the melee is 
it is a race bike. Go fast. Through and through. Yeah. This is this is this is a race bike. It's comfortable, it's responsive, it, the good handling and everything. The custom road is is much more of um, it it is more comfort. Um, it still feels like a race bike. I think that there are you know if you if you were able to have all of them you might say okay I'm doing um, you know this stage is a crit yeah. a crit stage and so I'm gonna be on the on the melee this is a you know longer rougher um, road race stage I think maybe the maybe the custom road as far as the customer goes I mean I think um, you know if you're if if you know what you what you want and you know that forever and you want to be able to tailor it specifically to you the customer the custom road is that's what it's for yeah, yeah. Um, if you like having that you know that that one that one bike but you're you know you're gonna want to like I don't know kind of adapt it or change it or um, then, then maybe the melee would be would be better. But really, I think it's more about the ride. Mm -hmm. the, the The melee is really more tuned toward the race, mm -hmm. and the custom road is more sort of gen general yeah. everything. Do, is that a geometry consideration or a layup, a carbon layup consideration that makes the melee more of a race-oriented bike? Um, and how did the, I mean? Does the construction change between the mm -hmm. custom road and the melee? Yeah, everything, everything, everything. It's completely different. That. Yeah, the the <laughs> geometry um, is tuned toward toward racing. Um, the the stiffness, the laminate development was all tuned toward toward racing. You know, more stiffness, more um, of of everything, and it's that you know monocoque front triangle which has a certain ride feel compared to um, a, a more modular system. There's mm -hmm. kind of a there's kind of a like damp damping yeah. that happens with that. Um, the you know seat mast versus a seat post, you you know you lose a little bit of that mm -hmm. um, uh, compliance and mm -hmm. that the sort of like comfort feel. Yeah, going, you said that like it was a dirty post. word. Are you okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's fine. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's interesting because you know if you look at the. There's, I mean, there's, there's still questions that I have, like, why does that, why does that work that, mm -hmm. that way, you know? And so that's, that's, that's what that gotcha, is. Gotcha. It's like, still, well, still not sure how to yeah. get that. Well, that, that actually leads me to my next question, which is, you know, you, Envy has entered this market at a, an interesting time. I mean, mm -hmm. I think here in the U.S. anyway, the road market has lulled a little bit, a lot, I should say, uh, and people are very fixated on gravel. Uh, the high-end road market, the race market in particular, is pretty crowded as it is. Yeah. What, from an engineering standpoint, what were you seeing uh, as an opportunity to do something differently? What, what, what did you see that was on the market and say, well, we can do better, and here's how we did it? Right. I mean, I think it's, I think it's really always been the same for us, where um, we, our, our products are always, have always been um, products that were hopefully a little bit more uh, timeless. I mean, that's something that we definitely strive towards. Um, not having having these sort of um, features for the for the sake of like 
marketing mm -hmm. the marketing the features whether it's not a judgment as to whether they're good or bad or anything it's just um, having you know things that you're that are going to be there and you're going to appreciate them for for years sure um, and I think you know some of the some of the bikes get so focused on making you know the ultimate in aerodynamics and but you know like it feels kind of weird to drive a ferrari to you know the soccer game or something you know it's like <laughs> yeah. and then you know um on on the other on the other hand like you know having something that's you know um more like kind of traditional maybe doesn't feel like it's it's up to the task and so tr kind of kind of trying to strike that balance mm -hmm. um of performance and and subtlety to the point where you you're you're not you know um gonna get it's not gonna feel like a like a like a fad yeah um, you're not going down the hole of, of tinkering just to have something different it's, right exactly yeah so um yeah, I, I think that's kind of where we have always tried to fit mm -hmm. um, and just being very like function first. Let me ask you a question, uh, and I guess this is, this is a very, very subjective question, and I think it would, it would vary depending on who you're talking to, but as an engineer, is there in your mind a virtue to sort of the traditional uh, silhouette of a bicycle? I mean, because the Melee does seem to, in the custom road to an extent, they do seem to follow that traditional silhouette with with subtle changes to it yeah i mean i um i mean i've you know my first race bike was a, was a you know a steel bike with you know one inch tubes mm -hmm. and and you know down tube shifters and stuff so it's very murksian yeah <laughs> like i i still i still love love the the old bikes and mm -hmm. you know riding wasn't any less fun mm -hmm. back then right, right. <laughs> um I don't know if I want down to friction shifters yeah, no, anymore, I, but like, you know. I'm gonna have nightmares um, if you go there. <laughs> yeah. um, but there, I, I do think that, I do think that um, trying, to, trying to strike a balance that way too, where things don't look, you know, so f sort of f futuristic, mm -hmm. um, you know, futuristic concepts can look, can look really great until, uh, until the sort of cultural design path goes a different sure, direction sure. and then they just look weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like keeping, keeping some tie to the past keep, yeah. can kind of like keep you on, on target. Yeah, it keeps uh, like a, a through line bit. for your design. It designs. keeps a through line, yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, and so yeah, really um, our design you know, philosophy and the, some of the work that we put into the designs, I mean, so, um, some of the other guys on the team, I mean, will drive each other crazy trying to like, you, you know, just like getting fixated on some some minor little, yeah. you know, little shape. I mean, the connection of the seat stays. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man, it's, it's easy to, to get myopic. Ever. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, it's just you know you just look at it and you're like I don't know why, but it's just not right. Yeah. And like you know, and you just kind of keep searching, and you know, you can never you can never look at it in the end and be like. Yeah, right. uh, I guess the other question I have is from an engineering standpoint. You know, the Melee is a, a high-end, excellent race bike in a market of high-end, excellent race bikes mm -hmm. that are all uh, state-of-the-art, best engineering out there. Um, 
is the, and I'm looking out the window past you as I keep doing because I'm captivated by all the carbon. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that is something to think about. This, this whole facility, almost this whole facility, there is some aluminum going on, but it's mostly carbon. Mm -hmm. From an engineering standpoint, are you ever looking at what's next from carbon? Or is carbon really the perfect material for frames? Um, carbon's pretty great material for frames, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I've gone back and ridden some other stuff and I, you know, I like carbon bikes. And, mm -hmm. and certainly, like, certainly looking at Custom Road and the Melee, pretty pretty similar on, on some level. Mm -hmm. um, and when you ride them, you can see what's possible from a, from a um, you know, just adjustment mm -hmm. perspective. I mean, someone I used to, used, used to talk to, it's, you know, carbon's kind of like playing God with the material, you know, with, with metals, you know, that kind of is what it is and there's a lot you can do. With carbon, you can kind of go, you know, multiple levels deeper with it because you can make changes like really small changes to the manufacturing process can can really make big changes sure. I and mean, some of our ride testing that we do on wheels you know yeah changing the angle of one fiber and you can feel it on yeah. the trail if you didn't know would it be significant i don't know maybe 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 not but right. being able to do that that's why that's why this place right. exists, you know. So, like in five years, this isn't going to be replaced yeah. with Dyneema or something. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, I. Who, who knows? knows? I mean, yeah. I. So to answer your question, though, like, yeah, we're we we are always sort of looking at new materials and new new developments. Um, carbon's carbon's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as what what you can do, again, from the whole from the whole holistic you know, approach, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. some stuff you can do with, you know, just even like the yeah. shaping and stuff to, that you, that would be really hard yeah, to do yeah. with anything else. What's your, what's your favorite command in Microsoft Excel? <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm such a hack on it in Excel, man. It's just like all these spreadsheets we yeah. worked on. I'm just, that spreadsheet's yeah, scary, man. I'm, I'm like math. Me and math, we don't get along. Oh, man. Kevin, yeah. thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Or well, thanks for inviting me into your uh, your home here. Uh, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the insight on, on both the carbon, uh, the custom road, and the uh, the melee. Uh, and for those of you listening, if you want to see the melee, of course you can go to nv.com uh, and check it out uh, on the website. And if you have questions for Kevin or for anybody here at Envy, uh, you're welcome to reach out to me. You can reach me at SlowGuyFastRide on Twitter, at SlowGuy on the FastRide on Instagram. And of course, you can reach out to any of us at Ruler Magazine on all socials. We'll be happy to pester Kevin with your questions or uh, you know anybody else here at Envy. So please do feel free to send them. If you have suggestions for uh, other topics you'd like me to cover here on the Tech Podcast, I am always a fan of when people do my work for me, so feel free to send those to me. Kevin, thanks again. It was wonderful to chat with you. Thanks. In person. Yeah, in person. In person. No. Uh, and thanks and for all of you listening. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.